0: To the Intentional Wellbeing Podcast. I have a new guest today. Guess who it is? <laughs> it's my husband, Alan. For those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you being here on the podcast. Please make sure you subscribe. And you know what would really help out the podcast, because I'm working really hard at this, is if you could go over to Apple Podcasts and rate this. Let me know what you think, let me know what you like me to talk about. I'd love to hear from you. You can always email me at Diane at Dianebondiyoga.com if you have any questions, or find me on Instagram, because I spend far and away too much time on there. On um, Diane Bondi Yoga Official on Instagram. Facebook, not so much on there, you know, Twitter, people are just mean on Twitter, so I'm not there on at all, um, but I uh, wanted to bring my husband back, because we do this talk quite a bit, and we have, and it's a series, actually, on my Instagram ca- called, what, it's the Thursday edition of?
1: Uh, it started with Friday with my white husband, and then we kept changing the days.
0: It's whenever it's we're free of Friday. Over. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday edition of Friday with my white husband. And this is Alan. I have to say Alan is the whole reason that I am here, quite frankly, doing this kind of work. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if it weren't for your support, I certainly wouldn't be doing a podcast and teaching yoga full time and, you know, out there in the wellness world if it weren't for your support. So I want to give props to my hubby. Thanks, babe. You're welcome. I, I loved you're it. You're great
1: at what you do and you're passionate, so I've got to support you.
0: I love that. So yeah. I just just for a brief introduction, we've been married for almost 22 years. It'll be 22 years in October. Uh, and we met at work at the casino. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a new cashier, and he was hitting on the cashier next to me who wanted nothing to do. See, he doesn't like this story, but this is actually the it's truth. not how I remember it. Mm-hmm. How I remember it is he was hitting on the cashier next to me named Joan who wanted absolutely nothing to do with him. So he just started talking to me.
1: You see, the way I remember it is you walked in the room and it's like time slowed down. Right. I heard a brief, uh, kind of like a sound filled the room. Right. Light shining out of you. That's how I remember it. I don't remember this. This, what was her name? Oh, stop it. Joan, you know, you
0: know exactly who it was. No no idea
1: what you're talking about.
0: But he had the hots for Joan and Joan was not interested. And I just, I started talking to him. And before I knew it, we were talking and then I was avoiding you. And then you asked me out and we went out one time and I don't remember. And here we are. I was
1: avoiding you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was
0: all weird. It got weird. Anyway, (laughs) we dated, we broke up, we dated again, then we got married. So that's our story. Now we're married with a mortgage and two grown teenage sons. Mm Mm-hmm. That's weird how that happened. It is. I had no intention yeah. of staying in Windsor. Like I was just coming here for university and getting the heck out of this one horse town. And now this one horse town. <laughs> I've been living here for over thirty years. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did that well, happen? You're in Windsor now. Well, you're in which is Windsor adjacent. Let's not. It, it's Essex County. And now I just started putting pictures on the wall because I think I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> So nuts. So today on the podcast, I wanted to talk to Alan about a few things about well-being. And I I hate to put you on the spot, yet I'd love to put you on the spot. Um, I want to talk about whiteness today. Mm -hmm. And I figure as you are representing the white folks in this situation. I'll represent the black folks in the situation. Not that I speak for all black people. Let's just make that clear. And Not that you speak for all white people. Let's just make that clear. I'd like to talk about some of the challenges that we've had in our relationship and what you have noticed and how your perspective around race has changed over the years. Like, why did you date a black girl? That's my my first and foremost question. I never, th-
1: I I thought more of you of, of a girl who happens to be black. Yeah. As opposed to a black girl. I'm going to date the black girl. No, I'm going to date that girl. And she happens to be black.
0: And
1: that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I know I've got internalized racism because I was raised white in a racist society. So I got some of that, but it never made sense to me. I like to think that I'm a logical person. Yeah. So uh, goes I like to think I'm a logical person. So thinking that somebody's going to be bad or negative or something just because of the uh, color of their skin is, is not logical.
0: Alright, I'm just going to pause here for a moment because I hear something going on yeah, in so my I, headphones. Something's playing. And something's playing. You know what happens with these horrible headphones is if you happen, try not to touch this part of the headphone because it just does random stuff. Okay. It's still, it's still going, going on. on. Where is this playing from? To something.
1: Turn off your Bluetooth on your phone. Okay. You wouldn't
0: be your your Yeah, turn off closed. the Bluetooth. No, that doesn't mean anything. Turn off the Bluetooth okay. on my iPad. That means nothing.
1: All right. We'll be back to a regular scheduled <laughs> program shortly. <laughs> shortly. After these messages.
0: We'll be right back. Do you remember that? From Saturday morning cartoons. Okay. All right. So what where is this coming from? Did so... it stop? It didn't stop. It's playing something. Okay, so I stopped it in my headphone by just touching my headphone, but I don't know what that means.
1: Okay.
0: All right, I think we're still recording and everything yeah, is still so good. A
1: little green light going on. All now. right,
0: so well, here. let's just keep going. So, <laughs> yeah. technology, sometimes we like it, sometimes we know how it works, well, sometimes I don't know. These beat headphones are a little bit... Uh, weird. Like sometimes I'll just touch the outside in the middle of a class and it will kick me out of a class I'm teaching online. it will be like, I shouldn't have touched that. But anyway, so it never occurred to you. Race just never occurred to you when you were dating somebody who was black? Like prior to that, it just it never came up. You said you fashion yourself a logical person and racism just didn't make sense to you.
1: Yeah, I think that's a, a good summary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think most people think that way. Or I shouldn't say that. What I mean to say is I think a lot of people think that way, but I don't think they fully understand how much they've internalized their own white supremacy. And I see it a lot in the wellness industry. I've worked for three white women in the wellness industry, and they all turned out to be the same in terms of their um, connection to white supremacy, like not understanding their privilege, Mm -hmm. making comments that are, they don't think is racist, but is steeped in um white supremacist theory and then when you call them out on it there's the boohoo tears. sure Yeah. Right? There's that weaponizing of tears oh, that white women white like to do.
1: And...
0: Oh no. the end of the world. I remember yeah. growing up as a little uh black girl and white girls crying and everybody running to their yeah um their rescue. And as a black girl when I cried I was told to just knock it off. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was learning to drive and my, one of my friends was driving in a car and we got pulled over by the police, which is never a good scene. I was in the passenger seat. Thank God. And she pulled over and she started crying and the police officer backed right down. Yeah. And I thought to myself, that can only happen for white folks. Mm-hmm. I think I probably would have been pulled out of the car. And that's why I was driving such an expensive car. You know, my dad was an engineer, is an engineer, mm-hmm. was an engineer. He's, um, he's uh, retired now. So it wasn't unusual for him to have a nice car, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, what was the first challenge you noticed in dating a black girl? Social challenges.
1: I remember one of the first times we went out. We remember we went to that same was Pizzeria to see my friend James. B. Oh band, yeah, right? yeah, that's the first then, time we kind of yeah, went out, yeah, right? And then we were walking through the campus there, and there was a couple of guys who were walking really close to us. Yeah, it's like they were trying to make
0: us uncomfortable yeah do you remember that i i i don't because i'm kind of used to yeah. white folks trying to make me feel uncomfortable so i probably just blocked it out yeah yeah, yeah. what do you think was happening when that was happening
1: uh i, I didn't i wasn't afraid of them being violent because seriously look at me who's gonna mess with me a uh, little joke there um but i just they i don't know they were just like really close they're just trying to make us uncomfortable i just i didn't like that
0: no yeah. No. remember that time we went to Barbados and that German man was staring us in the airport, like just literally staring yeah, at yeah. us.
1: Yeah, I think it blew up some kisses. Yeah, it was so yeah. weird.
0: I don't even think he realized he was yeah, staring for sure. because um, it's more common now. Yeah. I see it a lot more common now, probably with the millennial generation and whatnot, uh, biracial or mixed cultured couples uh, that look our mm-hmm. way as opposed to the other way, because I most frequently saw it when I was growing up. With um, black men dating white women, sure, right? Yep. And um, for the record, and based on research, uh, black men are most likely to date outside of their race, other than any other race, they have the most options for dating. Mm-hmm. Whereas black women have, I think it's changing, had the least options for dating outside their race. The amount of uh, massage noir I see on. Social media platforms about dating black women is interesting, and I also watch how uh prominent black comedians are quick to you know be negative towards black women, yeah, yeah. You see
1: Chris Rock a lot too,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes to say that you know we're this, we're that, and we're the other thing, which is why I prefer Bill Barr, Bill Bill Burr, Burr. Bill Burr. I call him Bill Barr, but it's Bill Burr. Ooh, I washed my hair and it hit my face with water in uh he's as a white man married to a black woman and mm-hmm. he he's more complimentary about it than sure. than anything if sure. anything yeah. he's always like lifting that up and i remember him um i watch a lot of his comedy on youtube and you and i are going to go see him at the casino get to book those tickets um where he says at the end of the day it's for him, it was really no different because you're dating a woman, so all all of yeah, that, yeah exactly all um, of the things yeah. he found with dating a woman were pretty much the same for dating black women, so, sure, yeah, yeah he I said mean, he didn't see much of a difference if
1: you're is a man, if you're the kind of guy who's attracted to a weak woman who will let you have your own way and you can walk all over her all the time. Right. You might not get that with a black woman, which is great because those women are boring. And I would generally get tired of those when I and we're not saying we're not, saying, we're not saying
0: all white women are weak of like that not. or that all black women For women sure. are strong. Just, I just want yeah, to and it's just there, been your experience. Right? Absolutely. In your experience.
1: Absolutely. But there, there is the
0: uh,
1: uh, I don't know if this is correct or not, but I right. think there, there, there is a stereotype that a black woman's
0: not going to take your shit. Wow, my brother yeah. says that about me. I don't know if it's a stereotype or not, but from yeah, the black people I that I roll with, yeah. the black women that I roll with, I would say that is true. Yeah. I can only speak from well, my haven't. experience. Yeah. I haven't met a lot of black women that um, that I roll with, yeah. and I think it's my personality that are going to put up with it. And shit. I've
1: always been attracted to a strong personality, so that's... Uh... Are you
0: saying I have a strong personality? Oh, no, no,
1: gee. And other news, the sky is blue and grass is green.
0: <laughs> I never thought of myself as a shrinking violet how would you define whiteness for you ooh these are deep questions I did yeah. my research for showing up here I,
1: I don't know how do you define something that you are right yeah. it's just the whiteness is i was born white and i mean there there's there's so many layers to the question right, right? and there's so many different angles that you can go on i mean sure there's um there's definitely the white privilege dating you i Dating, you have really realized how much white privilege I and have. You, and you
0: know what? And yeah. I step into your white privilege whenever I get an opportunity. Yeah, I, I take uh, it. No problem. I, I will hide yeah, behind yeah. it whenever I get an I think, drive why the, the car? fuck not?
1: If we're going through customs, I'll yeah. always drive the car. mean the passenger seat, I'll be the driver. Yeah. Right? Because um, they're not going
0: to give you a hassle. I think of me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember one time when we were newly dating, you we were shopping somewhere, and you were browsing, and I was at the cashier paying, and the woman was staring at you while. I was paying and I'm Mm -hmm. thinking she's not going to steal anything. She's like, you know, she's got a good job and all that. So I was filling my pockets from below the counter. Right. Not really, (laughs) but I could have because she was busy looking at you. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think even Tim Wise talks about that, how, um, you know, people in positions of power will focus on, um, you know, historically excluded communities on, what they believe to be true about them, what is actually true of all of us. You know, um, criminality between white folks and black folks is no different. The statistics are the same. Other than
1: black folks get charged for it,
0: right? Right. But, but yeah, but black folks are more likely to, yeah. because they, we are constantly under surveillance. Like you, well, there is sure. no place in the world as a black person where you're walking, where white people aren't watching what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You are constantly under surveillance. The one time I was driving your van and you didn't get your sticker renewed. Yeah. And I was sitting at a light and the police pulled me over faster yeah. than they could say. And the police officer said to me, I'm in a van with tinted windows. And the police officer said to me, I saw you playing with your hair at the light. So how long were you staring at me? Yeah, yeah. that's when he pulled me over. So yeah. I recognized that you were playing with your hair at the light. And I said to him, I didn't realize that was a crime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is a crime? Is that your husband? Who is who is Alan Bondi to you? And I'm like, my husband? Because mm-hmm. this is his vehicle and the, the stickers. I'll be sure to let him know.
1: Sure. You know. Yeah
0: a tag yeah. a sticker yeah on your car and you watch me i don't know how long he was behind me for mm-hmm. but he watched me at the light to pull me over to tell me about this expired sticker yeah, yeah.
1: and and i've talked myself out of tickets numerous times yeah that never happens to for me or running a red light i get you know i've, I've got a good gift of gab
0: you do so. and you have a sparkling personality why thank you yeah of course
1: um, so I exude my white charisma and no, I, I got what What is that? Time. Define I, I white charisma. I would just be a smart ass. <laughs> I
0: right know. There. That's why I wanted to call you on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. like, what, what is white charisma? I'm being a
1: smart ass. I'm charismatic and I happen to be white. Yeah. So I is just,
0: that what that yeah, means? Yeah.
1: It means nothing. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I can talk to myself on the tickets where you might not be able to.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you worry for our boys? Yes
1: and no
0: okay tell me why
1: um yes because i know that anything can happen and it's still a pretty racist society
0: out there for sure and we live in canada so for those of you who think canadians aren't racist i've been living in this country for 52 years born and raised i'm here to tell you that has not been my experience anyway Mm -hmm. continue
1: and no because um things have definitely changed. Like they're not ostracized or made fun of or picked at in the school like I was yeah, growing up. Like yeah, yeah. Not in the least. If anything, having some color in them has made them more popular. Yeah. Um I know true. it will be harder on the in the workforce when they go um when they're working. Uh because there'll be lots of older people they're working with and you know. So what are you saying? They're... Older people
0: are racist, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can they
1: tend be. can, yeah, be. They they can tend, be they tend they tend not to, to yeah. be as
0: as dialed in to the race conversation. Sure, this has been my experience yep. um, with folks. Mm-hmm. I do remember when we were on our honeymoon, uh, meeting yep. an older woman. Um, I think she was European, um, and we were sitting by the pool. And I was just you know she came up yep. and talked to me, and I don't remember what we were talking about and you came up and gave me a kiss or something and she was like surprised to see you that first time like yeah. 22 years ago people were surprised to see us sure. together and I just remember you know you leaving or whatever and her and I having a conversation about interracial marriage and she and I her me explaining how I was so warmly <laughs> and warmly accepted into your family with so much you know love
1: that is sarcasm for anybody who's not noticing <laughs>
0: Even though your sister is already married to a black man, I thought, you know, maybe some of that stigma and bias and bigotry would have been, you know, broken down a little bit, but in came me because I'm really dark black and light black and dark black for white people is some kind of thing. It is for black people too, but not to the same extent. There's like light skin privilege.
1: And it switched. It was funny because when my sister married a black man, it was my dad that had a problem with it. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And when we got together, I think my mom had more of a problem
0: with it. Yeah, which I think is really interesting. What that means. I've got
1: no idea. I don't
0: know what that means. And I don't know why people are so threatened by us. Um, At the end of the day, Black people just want to be, and people of color in general, I think I can make that, that disclaimer we just want to be treated equally and with equity and for the most part just to be left alone sure. like can you just Absolutely. not be constantly policing us every single where yeah. we go or everybody's t- always watching or talking
1: about how you're black in every conversation and I'm telling <laughs> this to white people all the time but I see them going to a black person oh I got a tan but fuck I'm not with that to tan you. nonsense would and you, you to stop, stop please players. oh my okay, god wait. oh my god okay they know they're black you they yeah. to speak about it all the time Right. it just makes it look like you have a problem with because it because you do because idiot. if you yeah. didn't
0: have a problem with it it wouldn't come up like it just wouldn't come up
1: and white people can you please stop telling black people well i'm more black than you or you're not even black oh my god why do you get to define what blackness is and that's one thing that pisses me off the most when a white person says something like that (laughs) oh my god you're not even black i'm blacker than you what
0: does that mean so it's
1: so well well, what it means is there's only one version of black people
0: and that's your version yeah
1: which is all the stereotypical versions from what i've seen on the news or or, tv or anything like that so that really upsets
0: it's common. Oh, that man. is a lot more common than you might yeah. think, quite frankly. And
1: I've had a couple of people say to me, um, I've heard on two occasions, there's white N words. Of course, they use the whole word. Yeah. And then there's black N words. I'm like, oh my God, you idiot. Would you please go away? How, uh, how do I not really? do right okay,
0: now? Okay. So has Let's anybody explained, can you explain what they mean by that? Just what have they said to you in those situations? I think they are trying I to think- find a
1: way to use the word and say that they're not racist. That's, that's what it is right there. And I, I haven't had a good rebuttal for that because I get so angry. I just tell them to shut up. Okay. <laughs> you need to shut your mouth right now. Yes. Stop talking. You're an idiot. You're making yourself look stupid with every syllable that comes out of your mouth. Yeah.
0: Wow. And I just, I I don't understand that Mm -hmm. the N word. And for those of us who are not, I say it because I want people to hear it the way I hear it. Nigger. That word is just about making, um, dehumanizing people exactly and the idea exactly. that white people can use that terminology to explain somebody that they feel that is less than desirable yep. Yep. is really interesting to me mm-hmm. in terms of how yep. people want to use that word and i never know why white folks are so attached to wanting to use that word when it's so rooted in hatred like i i would love for nobody to use the word er a it all sounds the same to me and it's all meant i know in the black community i'll never tell a black person, they can't use the word because you can reclaim that word and use it however you want. Me, as a black person, I'm not interested in using that word because the minute I start saying it, 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 it then white people want to say it for exactly. whatever reasons, and yeah. it has a different historical context for black people than it does for white people, and mm-hmm. it hits differently when a black person says it to you because often it's a term of endearment, and for white people, they've used it as a way to dehumanize folks, mm-hmm. and they. I don't understand how they want to do that. There was a trend going around on TikTok where I don't understand this at all. Um, Gen Z, you might have to explain this to me, where white boys or white young men were like abusing black women. And it was this trend. Like I'd be sitting with you and you put your arms around my neck as a video or you pull on my shirt. And they don't get these weirdo trends.
1: Yeah, TikTok's Obama 20 years too old for TikTok. <laughs> Maybe.
0: It depends you follow
1: maybe 40 40 years it depends on who you follow because
0: what on tiktok i i follow a lot of indigenous creators and i learn about a lot of indigenous culture i'm really i I watch all those remodeling shows because i want to remodel our closet Mm because that's big on our list of things to do i also watch it there's a laundry tiktok where i'm like how do i get a stain out of my favorite sweater oh i'll go to tiktok and um food those are the things i watch i tend Mm. not to get caught up in very many of the trends. Like, there's a few things that I'll think are cute that I'll do, and I'll try to rope the boys into doing it with me. But um, for the most part, I find TikTok, I can go down a a rabbit hole that I can't get yeah. out of, and I find that there's a lot of scrolling forever. Forever, yeah. and I th- I find that TikTok's pretty racist, actually. Like yeah. what they ban and what they choose to promote, and how they shut out Black and Brown creators is exactly. problematic. So yeah. I don't so use, a I don't of usually... Color will
1: invent something, and then it becomes a trend for all white people to do it, and the inventor
0: gets and then no views and gets no place. views, yeah. or the the white folks who pick up the trend and make it popular get paid get endorsement yeah. deals and the person who created the the dance in the first place gets no recognition and we saw that with Jimmy Fallon who had on I think it's Addison Rae doing all these dances that black creators yeah. you know she's made her buck off of yeah, uh for sure appropriating black culture in terms of copying dances and making herself popular kind mm-hmm. of like the Kardashians and I think yeah. they're all friends actually yeah. in their um well, well, appropriation well, well, of cultures
1: of racism I don't understand is that it's been going on for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. I mean, if you look at the in the Indian caste system, the higher castes, mm-hmm. the lighter skin ones, mm-hmm. right? And it's the whole the skin tone thing has been so much for like I said thousands of years and like why is this? I don't
0: know. It it I don't know. It's I would love to know. Um when I went to Cuba with my sister, uh she's very she knows the scriptures. She's very prolific in the scriptures. And she was talking about black and brown people being cursed at the time of the Bible. And the verse was, I think Noah's son saw him naked and he was doomed to be, um, he was doomed to have brown skin or whatever for the rest of his life. And I have to laugh. I'm sorry Christians out there who think the Bible that we should be quoting word from word from the Bible, because a lot of you are pretty selective about what you want to quote about the Bible. You quote things from the Bible that, Support your way of thinking, and you don't look at the Bible in the entirety. And I also don't think the Bible, the Bible is a collection of stories told at a particular point in time. I think some of those stories have resonance as they are linked to spirituality, but sure. a lot of it's just garbage. Yeah. And the idea that um, a group of people were doomed to oppression for the rest of their <laughs> existence because one of them saw their father naked. Seems hideously ridiculous, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. And like you said, though, there's there's the racism in the Bible. Oh my God! Right? So Sexism, the, the misogyny. Bible, you name the Bible it. was written what in the 1300s by Leonardo da Vinci? Is it that? <laughs> oh no, seriously. Um, that's that's what I tell religious people. It makes them lose their mind. Everybody knows. Anyways, no. So the Bible was written. I don't know a couple thousand. years ago. I don't know. Ago, and I don't know. Like racism in the Bible. Like, yeah. why is this so ancient and entrenched in? human civilization
0: i don't know do you think that um when and this is just an analogy i make all the time uh when there's a lion a leopard a black panther and what's another cat jaguar A jaguar do you think when they're all together they're looking at each other going you know the black ones aren't as fast or smart or whatever we shouldn't hang out i don't know that they hang out together but do you think they dare dare do dir- Differentiate.
1: Differentiate? Um no, I think it's completely a human construct.
0: Completely. Yeah. Um I don't see dogs looking down at other dogs because I'm a pit bull and you're a
1: poodle or whatever the fuck it is. Based on power and the belief of limited resources.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I wanna know why people of color vote against their own best interests. Why do people punch themselves in the face?
1: the The black folks with the MAGA hats.
0: I don't get it. That, but I do get it. That's a sense of I'm not that black person, Mm -hmm. or that's a sense of not knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. I also think that's a sense of being brainwashed into believing that you're somehow closer to white people than you are to black people in terms of your status in the world.
1: Internalized oppression.
0: Internalized. That's the word I'm looking for. Internalized oppression. I see it with my mom, actually. Yeah, it's sad talking about how. The queen has done so much for everybody, and I always yeah. want to ask her whenever she says that, What has the queen done for you personally other yeah. than enslave your ancestors? Yeah, like when she says it every time I see yeah. her, there's something that comes up, and she's in awe of the queen, mm-hmm. and that's brainwashing from the West Indies. Oh, sure, yeah. and I mean, um, Barbados, the country of my origin, actually, Benin by way of Barbados, um, or Barbados by way of Benin, I guess, um just recently removed the queen as their figurehead yeah like why do we need a figurehead yeah. that yeah. is the og of oppression and supremacy and, and colonialism and colonialism and why, exactly are still, yeah. why are we still why are we still worshiping that we
1: came to your country we uh, brought slaves we
0: stripped everybody of their culture yeah
1: yeah stripped the uh countries of their Uh, natural resources and their wealth and all that.
0: That's colonialism. That's what you do in the colonialism. We made sure to kill off the indigenous folks because we didn't want them to, you know, have their land. Mm -hmm. Make sure we put them in residential schools and impress them for the rest of their lives. Let's Mm -hmm. give them blankets with smallpox. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. Just all the things that. I'm gonna
1: colonize that expensive car dealership later today. Are you? Go can I? Can I get a Lexus? Can I please? Yeah, can I please? This Porsche please? is mine. The Lexus is for my wife.
0: Yes, and yep. you know, while you're at it, you might as well get something for Nathan. There you go. I'm <laughs> for the kids. Yeah. This is already here, but I discovered it today, and it's mine. <laughs> yeah. When you think back on yeah. all of these weird ideas. Yeah. And these weird ideas that somehow simply the color of your skin makes you smarter than someone Mm -hmm. doesn't matter that this person will have a PhD. doesn't matter that this person has a lived experience and you have lived in a small town and never graduated high school, but somehow, because you're white, you're just smarter than this other person who has all this education and lived experience. It's a weird situation to believe that. Mm -hmm. It's a weird but it's also a universal learning that happens to all of us. Sure. From birth, we're born into it. It's in the mm-hmm. air. So the minute you come into the world, you breathe it in. Yeah. And it's up to us as individuals to unpack what our belief systems are if we want to interact and have equity in the world. And I just think that people are too afraid to unpack what they believe sure. because I think it makes yeah. them think that they're bad people.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: Right? Like, Um, how long did it take you to unpack your belief system? Like, when did you start noticing, like, wow, this is a strange belief system I have. I live with this Black person. And none of these things I've heard about Black people are true. I... I'm asking the hard questions I don't
1: think I had... Mm -hmm. Okay. I had a lot to unpack in that there was a lot of racism going on that I was unaware of yes, or didn't know. Yes, I had yes, a lot to unpack there. Yes. I don't think I had a whole lot to unpack where I thought, well, gee, maybe black people are smart because <laughs> I don't, I never thought that the person of a, the color of a person's skin made them un- less smart. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, like not at all. I, 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 I don't get that aspect of it, but there's definitely a lot of, um, like when we would vacation, there were certain stories we go into where the uh, the the floor security would follow our family around all yeah. the time. Yeah, you know, and yeah. that that really upset me. I hit that one guy. No, I didn't. No, that. you didn't. I know that one is not violent. That's no, just not, not who well. he is. Yeah, I like to pretend. Um, <laughs> yeah, you
0: do. You yeah. like to say these things <laughs> for shock value, yeah. I think. Yeah. But
1: um, you know, yeah. Hmm. One thing that I often think about when it comes to uh, the mental state of, um, maybe not the mental state, how do I say this? Uh, raised in whiteness, being white growing up, I always thought that... Um, and well, small
0: town white. Yeah, like,
1: for sure. Nobody but, in your like, town like, is like,
0: any other like color the, than the white. The
1: world is yours, you can do anything you want. Yes. I was always given that, you know, yeah. you can achieve all of your dreams. Yeah. Kind of like, not not necessarily that the world owed me something, but there, there would be no, there would be no there'd be nothing in my way yeah. of achieving any of my desire, except my willing to work for it. Yes.
0: Right? Yeah. Like I,
1: I thought that I could, I could do anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas people of color may correct me if I'm wrong, think that they have to prove themselves. Oh no, we right? know we
0: have to prove ourselves. Sure. That's not a thing. So that's a no. So <laughs> I,
1: I, I think that is probably another barrier. Because yeah. If, if white, if, you know, if whiteness thinks that they, just have anything because that's because that's
0: always what it's been the the,
1: the way the rage right yeah and then somebody else is trying to prove themselves well they're still trying to prove themselves
0: right right? yeah 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 Yeah. it's very interesting like where i see it most that white entitlement to just Mm -hmm. be in any space at any time Mm -hmm. to have their opinion centered in every conversation to be able to state an opinion and not be criticized by that opinion or to start crying if you are so that you're somehow centering yourself. If somebody's sharing a conversation of their lived experience of oppression, that you insert yourself somehow in that conversation to make yep. it about you. Those are all the things I noticed. And I noticed that happens pretty early on in raising of, of, of white children. Like when I was a little kid, I just noticed how much freedom white children had to roam, right? Mm-hmm. To do whatever they wanted, that they were always given the benefit of the doubt. Whereas black children, we were policed more by our parents because we knew that, um, if it came down to it and you got into a fight with a white kid that it was going to be you, that was yeah. going to be the problem. Sure. And that reinforces to the white kids that they are superior, right? It reinforces yeah. that idea. Like I remember reading an article about a professor who was on a train um, going into, to teach. And there was a, a, a mom with her child. They were both white. And this child was misbehaving and doing whatever they wanted. And this woman had no, intention of um you know
1: raining your brat in yeah, rain, yeah. yeah
0: raining her kid in and yeah. that black people were watching this happen and as a black child that just wouldn't happen sure. your parents would rein you in immediately and there would yeah. be consequences for acting out in public like we're always trained on how to behave because we are forever within the white gaze and however we behave is often attributed to an entire race of people. Sure. Whereas with white people when they misbehave. It's just attributed to the individual. Yeah. yeah. So there's always this being a credit to your race. Or that's what black people do. Or that's what brown people do. Of course I can't speak for other races. I'm just speaking to my own lived experience. And my own witnessing of what I've seen go on around me. The sense of freedom that white children have. And how th- I, I just don't understand that. Yeah. I could see
1: that.
0: Never yeah. had a sense of just feeling like. I can be anywhere at any time. Without having to worry about my safety or consider that eyes are always on you no matter where you are even when you think you're alone somewhere there's some white person peeking out a window making sure that you're yeah, not up yeah. to no good based on sure. nothing mm-hmm. right and so it's it's hard and and it impacts your well-being cuz you can never relax
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: The one thing that I think was really beneficial in the pandemic for Black folks who didn't have to be frontline workers is that you could hide out from the world for a bit. So you could order all your packages online and they would come to the door and you'd never have to be in a store and have to interact with anybody in the store who has an opinion about you or, you know, if you weren't traveling anywhere, you didn't have to get into an Uber. Um, I don't know if you all saw that thing that rolled around on the Instagrams on the interwebs where that uber driver was sitting in the car and two people get in and goes oh you're like white isn't this and he's like excuse me uh yeah you're white and you speak english it's such a relief you know when you get into an uber and he was like you can get out of the car (laughs) and i was just like yeah and i mean everybody's heralding him as a hero and what he said was I, what I did, what I did wasn't heroic. Like that's yeah. what everybody should What's do.
1: What's the thing you should do now, put up with the racism.
0: Yeah. And yeah, then I, yeah. When they got out of the car and called them a nigger lover. It it descends, like yeah. it descends to race in a yeah. minute. Like it's, it's always yeah. under the surface. That, I think yeah. with white
1: folks. Yeah. 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 And, and that's the thing, one thing I enjoy doing is as a white person, I'll hear somebody say something racist and I'll just tear them apart. I yeah. go up one side of them down the other. And I'll just make them say, you know, you sound like you're like in the, Fourth grade, like you're a child. It's a, it's a stupid, ignorant thing to do. I know. And I've done this at work with very important clients, also, Oof. Uh, where I just won't take any um, BS from them at all. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's individual acts of racism. I wish that we could be more um, involved in um, structural racism. We sure. had the two year anniversary of the death of George yeah. Floyd.
1: Murder. The murder murder. Of George Pardon Floyd. me. The murder.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank Man. you, Alan. You're welcome. Two yeah. years since he was murdered. Yeah. Can you believe it's been two? Yeah. Years since mm-hmm. he's been murdered. And we saw all that performative uh yeah. activism. We were having marches in Bell River yeah. uh, for Black Lives Matter. And I say that because Bell River is a tiny little town not too far away from here. Tiny white French Canadian town. Exactly, with yeah. like a population of maybe two black people. So yes. it was just yeah. like, wow, yeah. what's going on here? And what has changed? We were all, you know, up in arms and this is gonna yeah. be different, Diane. I promise. I can't tell you how many people said that to me. This feels different. Does it now?
1: So the question is, how do you change the structures?
0: You have to get out there and vote for people who are in your best, who are looking out for your best interests, And get into politics yourself. Get into politics yourself. Because you know what the alt-right has done? They have done that. Oh, yeah. They have infiltrated they have. school boards. They have infiltrated provincial and municipal governments and federal governments and they they had a strategy and a plan and now it's all coming to yep. fruition and we were yep, all yep. asleep at the wheel because now we have to yep. combat that.
1: KKK took off their hoods, put on suits and ran for office.
0: Yes, and now um, we're feeling all of the effects of that mm-hmm. where we're seeing book banning. You're not allowed. Oh, on no, 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 no. Don't oh, talk to me. TV don't TV talk to smart. me. Don't talk to me. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Alexa's probably reminding me of something that's probably urgent in the next yeah. twenty minutes, and I'm just like, no, 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 no! I'm on a podcast. But um, as I was saying, people really took up people who didn't have, I think, criminal back- backgrounds who could run for public office because I, yeah. I'm sure there's some stipulations, you know, who could run for public office have who became school teachers, like yeah. who literally infiltrated the whole entire yeah. system yeah. to move things over because we're banning books again.
1: Yeah. Banning books. There you go.
0: Around telling yeah. the truth of history. Yeah, the,
1: the party of small government banning books. Yeah. And saying what you can't learn. Don't educate yourself.
0: No. If you're
1: educated, you're bad.
0: Did you? Right? See, yeah, for sure. Did you see Margaret Atwood because they banned her book, The Handmaid's yeah. Tale? Because that's actually what's happening. Yeah. Um, it's actually a floor plan of what's happening. And I really think that her book is based on what has always been happening in black and brown communities in terms of, you know, how we are treated in society. So it's based on those things, but she recently created a fireproof book of uh, the handmaids. She's on, um, yeah, yeah, she's on her website with like a blowtorch. She's trying to burn this book and it's like indestructible. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. yeah. Yeah. So we had to read that in high school. Did you have to read that in high school? No. That was, we did in grade 13, back in the day, we used to go up to grade 13, it was called OAC when I graduated, OAC credits, and we did an American Canadian, um, or maybe it was just a Canadian uh, English literature, and you had to pick, I believe, five Canadian authors, and they had a list of books that you had to pick from, it was The Edible Woman, um, Handmaid's Tale, there was Margaret Lawrence, like there was a group of Canadian authors that we had to read, and I chose... um, women authors, just because I thought it would be interesting to see something from a woman. I have a woman's perspective centered. And so we read Hamid's tale and it was terrifying then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In grade 13, I would have been, you know, 17 or 18, Nathan's age Mm -hmm. or maybe 18. And I was reading these books about what is actually happening now, Mm -hmm. what is actually happening now. Mm -hmm. So so do you have any thoughts as we roll up on 40 minutes? This was interesting. We should do this a couple of times. Yeah. Dive into stuff that's going on. Yep. So, you have any thoughts, Alan? Do you want to leave us with any tidbits of, um, of wisdom <laughs> with your white charisma? <laughs>
1: <laughs> get involved in your political structures, especially in the United States right now.
0: Yeah, and in Canada, because what happens Democrat, in the States yeah. happens here. Get yeah. out there. And... and
1: We can see here that somebody from that new blue party has nope. expressed some uh, admiration for Adolf Hitler. <laughs> What? Yeah, yeah, I saw that today. I forget who it was. I think we had to end up resigning. But yeah, yeah, we've got the crazy right happening in Canada. We do. Like with the Freedom Convoy. Right? Oh yeah, uh, Freedom. Justin <laughs> Justin Trudeau had to cancel or he canceled an appearance out west somewhere because there was protesters out in the streets with a noose.
0: Are you serious? Yeah,
1: yeah that's Canada.
0: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You know, what happens in the States can't help but filter over here because the influence is so big where, where America goes, the rest of the world follows. So unfortunately, unfortunately, it's funny, I was listening to Anna Navarro and I'll just bring up this topic and then we'll go. But Anna Navarro was talking on the view the other day. And she was comparing the gun laws here in Canada to the gun laws in the States. If you missed it, there was a mass shooting in Texas and it's Mm -hmm. the 212th mass shooting this year, Yeah, this year. Yeah. And today it's like May 26th this year. Okay. So we're not even happy. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Which makes no sense. And she said, how many mass shootings has Canada had? And she said, zero. And she said, we live on the same continent. We Mm -hmm. breathe the same air. We eat the same food. And then Whoopi Goldberg in the background says, and and they um, elect the same people. And I'm like, I don't know that we elect the same people, um, but we do have the same kinds of politics going on sure. here yeah. and i find now i can't look at the canadian flag the same way i once could because i feel like it's been weaponized for the right sure. and i don't have the same pride in my country as i once did after that truck convoy the freedom yeah. convoy yeah. the uh What is it? The flu trucks clan. Yeah. So I find that that stuff is spreading. And we always say that if we were around at the time of the Holocaust that we would have spoken up. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that we would have because we're not really capable of speaking up at all or Mm -hmm. doing the right thing when given the opportunity. Yeah. A lot of us aren't willing to do the right thing. So anyway, on that really happy note, I'm going to end the podcast. We'd love to hear from you your thoughts. I would love to hear if you are in an interracial relationship, how that has influenced the way you look at race, the way you show up in the world, um, how you interact with your children, how you interact with your family. And I'd love to know, is there anything in particular you'd love for Al and I to cover on the podcast? I'm working really hard on this podcast. So if you get a chance, please go over to Apple Podcasts, rate it, like it, say nice things about it, share it with your friends. That would really help me out. And I continue to be here, share my thoughts and feelings and stories with you. Until next time, everyone. Peace.